Well, hello and welcome to another edition in a brand new year of the Word with Jeff and Robin Pruitt. We're so glad you joined us today. Happy New Year. I know. I'm excited. I love the beat, you know, the, the, freshness, the newness of a new year. We've had a whole week now, so we took last week off because we were in prayer, for the, you know, we had in-person prayer. But man, I, I feel like God is up to some big stuff. Matter of fact, that weekend before that, uh, God gave me a strong word. I might kind of speak a little bit about that today, about about um, what He expects and what right. He's about to do and um, our connection with Him this year. So pretty yeah. excited about that. How, yeah. what, how about you? Have you had any thoughts about this new year? You know what? I... Um as we were talking about um, the podcast specifically and what we were going to talk about, that got me really fired up for this year. Because mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, maybe it's an age thing now that I'm getting older. There's there's two ways of thinking. There's either that way of thinking where you go, okay, you know, I'm too old to do this. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just give up on dreams or stuff. Or there's that thought of just going, you know what, I'm going to redeem my time. So, what we're going to be talking about today just is resonating big time in me. Amen. Uh, we are going to, it's the kind of the season when people start, start saying they want to have a New Year's resolution, right? Right. And, and I used to, years ago, I, I taught in, in the youth ministry, it just comes to my mind right now, about not a New Year's resolution, but a New Year's revolution, you know, because I believe that it's a revolution, a full year's gone by, and it's time to have something brand new. Well, um, I thought it would be kind of, pertinent for us to talk about today about some steps moving not into a resolution but into reaching goals right uh we've always done that our whole life you know we didn't get to where we're at without having goals and setting goals and how to do that how to persevere and be persistent with that so i thought it'd be great if we came to you today and started giving you some of the goals that we've learned and i want to use the life of abraham and eliezer his servant and how god gave them goals and how they went about reaching them matter of fact People that may not know, they're not familiar with Eliezer. He was a servant of Abraham. And um, Isaac was now a full-grown man, not a baby anymore. And he had grown up, and, and Abraham was, he wanted to make sure that Abraham had a, uh, had, I'm sorry, Isaac had a wife in his age. He had a beautiful wife, Sarah, and he wanted to have his son have a, have a beautiful wife too. And so he, he tasked Eliezer to go out and find a woman, a bride, a wife for his son, Isaac. And that's why I like that you that you use this. When you told me um, again, because we 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 study separate, we we take uh, a topic, we mm-hmm. study it separate. But you said I want to go at it with this scripture. And what I loved about it is that you're not going as um, Abraham, which sometimes you know we can get in, we go, oh yeah, well you know the you know the big father of the faith, right. the generals of the faith and stuff. I love that we're taking this by the servant mm-hmm. and the goals that he had and that was given to him that and that he had and that he had to do. And that's why I, I love this teaching. So right now, whatever you're doing, make sure that you like and share. Get this out because we want this year to be a year where you meet goals mm. and you know people around you, you can help them meet goals. And you, we're going to go at this in a way where I think it's going to be so practical for you that even things that you've given up on, I believe that God is going to resurrect those things inside of you and get you excited again Amen. about the purpose that God has in you. Amen. Uh, I think uh, getting a pen, paper, pencil, um, your iPad, something you can write this down would be uh, a good thing for you. Um, uh, number one, step number one, here we go, is determine your present position. 
Determine your present position. Look what it says in Genesis 24, and we're going to be studying this together out of Genesis 24. Verse 1, now Abraham was old, well advanced in age, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. First of all, I just want to bring up the point that, like you said about am I too old, no matter what your age happens to be chronologically doesn't have any bearing right. on the purpose and destiny that God has given you. As long as you're alive on this side of, of, of heaven, you have a purpose. You have a destiny to fulfill. He, the Bible goes on to say, you know, Bible goes on to say, he's old. Listen, he's old and he's well advanced in age. In other words, trying to tell you that there was no hope for Abraham fulfilling his destiny outside of God, but he still had one. Right. He had a purpose, and that was he was going to become a father of a multitude. Let me just say this. <clears throat> you got to know where you are before you can know where you are going. Doesn't that make sense? To, to do that, you have to ask yourself a couple questions. Again, you got to know where you're at in order to determine where you are going, right? Here's the two questions to ask yourself. Where am I right now, and what would I like to change in my life? Where am I right now, and what would I like to change? So we wrote down a few things, honey, together. We wrote down a few things here that people can say that they would like to, to work on. And that is, um, where are you spiritually? Where are you financially? Um, you know, I think about that spiritually speaking, you know, this year God's wanting us to become much more spiritual than we ever had before because we're going to need it. We're going to need to be in that place in order to move into the promised land that God has given us. There are giants in the land and we have to dispossess the possessors. And so we're going to need to walk in a place with God that is um, spiritual. Uh, where are you financially? Uh, that's one thing that a lot of people probably bury their head in the sand the most because they don't even want to think about that. But in order to know where you're going, you got to know where you're at. And then we wrote down, what, where are you emotionally? Now, that's another thing, too. I think that stress, worry, fret, anxiety is at an all-time high right now on the earth. And it's not just you. <clears throat> And it's not just America, it's the people on this planet. And we as believers, we can we can deal with that. We don't just manage it. We can be healed of being overly emotional about what's going on with our circumstances, our life, our children, uh, our families, what's happening in the world, politics, all the rest. Uh, where are you relationally? Um, this is a big one that I, I, I don't want to spend, spend a lot of time here, but who are your friends? Who do you spend the most time with in your life for Pastor Robin and I, we spend most, most time together. Well, she's my best friend. I think I'm her best friend. Yes, you are. All right. So we're best friends. Oh, Buddies sorry. for life. <laughs> High five. <laughs> Anyways, your hands are super warm. Mine are freezing. I know. It's, it's well. Anyways, so. Hot um, flash. Um, so hot flash. We also have to know where we're at physically physically in, in our bodies and so on and then where are we occupationally then, do our, in other words are we are we are we at the job that we want is it the job just for now to help us supply our need where are right. we at and the thing is you got to be honest in all these different things and right. go back if you didn't catch that all if you didn't write it down go back and listen to this again and write those down and just be honest get by yourself get pen and paper and say, all right, Lord, I'm, I, I need to be honest with myself here and I need you to help me. So that it's like you said, we don't know where we're going. If when you get GPS on your phone right, um, and you, you know, I want to go here. Right. But the next question is from what location? 
And you've got to give what location that you want to start from. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, it's not going to be able to tell you how to get to where you want to go. So in those areas, financially, you might need to write down a budget. You need to write down your spending habits. Take a month and write down everything that you spend. Um, As you were talking about physically, you got to get on the scale. You know, you might have to get out the tape measure and measure some things. You might have to look and go, when do I put some I know, steps in? I know and- for a fact, and you know this about me, is that I obviously wanted to lose weight. And I told you about it, and I said, I think I'm going to go public with all this stuff. You know, um, the one thing I did not want to do was get it on a scale because right. I knew it was going to hurt my feelings. Right. <laughs> I knew it was going to, I knew it was going to hurt my feelings in a bad way. And it would feel like, oh, it'd be, it's worse now to know than not to know. Yes, it was for the first maybe hour or two. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe it. But, um, but then it got, it got easier. And now I know how to measure myself. Now I know where I'm at. How can I produce the place that I want to go if I don't know where I'm starting? And how can you accomplish goals if you don't know that you're meeting goals? Absolutely right. And we're going to talk about that too. So the thing is, it's very hard spiritually. You need to sit down. You know, sometimes we go, you know, um, have you ever talked to somebody and you go, they go, oh, I'm a Christian, and and then, but you look at the fruit in your life, and you're just like, okay, no fruit. You know, you might love Jesus, and yeah. you know, and that's all good, and I'm not going to judge your heart, but you know what? To be a Christian means to be Christ-like. So in areas of our life, we need to look at, are we being Christ-like, or do we just say it? Do we just say we're a Christian just because it sounds right? We need to evaluate spiritually where we're at. Should we spend more time in prayer? Should we get into our word a little bit more? Um, you know, sh- it, all those things that you can ask the Lord and write it down. And as we begin to talk about these goals, you can go back to these things we just talked about, and you can begin to goal write in all those different areas, goals, how you can um, you know, increase your goals spiritually, financially, emotionally, relationally, Amen. all those things. Amen. All right. So step number two is be specific about what you want. Be specific. Can can you be specific about what you want? In order to get to where you want to be, you need to describe exactly what you want. For instance, Abraham told Eliezer, his servant, exactly exactly what kind of wife he wanted for his son, Isaac. He, he said, he said, don't get a wife for my son from them Canaanite, Canaanite women, right? Not them heathen women. Instead, go back to the land of my relatives. This is Genesis chapter 24, verse three through four. Go back to my, go back to my relatives, the land of my relatives, and get a wife for my son there. He was specific about the kind of woman he wanted his son to have and to embrace within his household and within his family. Let me make this statement. Okay, you will never reach a vague goal ever. The more general it is, the less power it has. The more specific it has, the it ha- it is the more power it generates. Right. Um, you have to be very specific. Vague goals never. I want to lose weight. Well, what kind of weight do you want to lose? Well, I want a new car. What kind of new car do you want? Uh, I just want a cheap car. Well. How much money do you intend to spend? What what's what's the need? Uh, how much? All those questions need to be answered. Now I remember that when our church was 
small and young young church and but we knew we were we were growing and we were meeting in the school and uh we i felt the lord spoke to me that it was time for us to have our building so we got together we prayed about it and then we went to the church and we got a confession together right. and we prayed this confession together every thursday night and every sunday morning even with the visitors there and i wish i still had the exact that actual i probably could dig it out but the the confession was uh, we put it on the screens and we we set it together, and it was a specific request from God. We wanted a church building that we could grow in. We wanted a church building that also was surrounded by parking. We didn't want street parking. We wanted to have a parking lot. Um, we wanted we wanted a, a church for our that we had plenty of room for our children, uh, for our, the arts that we did, drama and and presentations and productions. Uh, we wanted to have offices. We wanted to have a place for our youth. On and on, we were specific about it, and then we used the scriptures to speak that into existence. Well, the day came, and I rolled across this building and that we're currently in now, which was at the time a sixplex cinema uh, that Marcus had owned, a Marcus Theater. And um, and I saw the sign for sale or for lease. And I drove past it almost thinking there's no way. And I heard the Spirit of God say, turn around and claim it. And I and I turned around, suffice to say, it's a long story, but I remember I peered inside, I thought this place would be awesome for our church. But I didn't want to look too foolish, right? So I said, I claim this church for the Lord Jesus Christ to be used for his glory in the preaching of the gospel. Sounds great, right? But I heard the Spirit of God say, is that it? And I knew exactly what he meant. And he wanted me to be specific. Right. And I, I pointed my finger at that building. I said, I claim this for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I claim it for Jeff and Robin Pruitt. And I claim it for Faith Builders and National Ministries. At the time, our church was International Ministry. And so I claimed it in the name of Jesus. And not many months from then, we were in this building celebrating our first service. Don't tell me God can't do it. He will do it. But a vague goal will never attain something so large. you got to right. be specific and then have guts to follow through right. with it. Well, there was a study done that found that just writing down your goals gives you a 40%, a 42% higher chance of reaching oh, really? your goal. And it's That's proven awesome. it, it elevates your heart rate and it increases your blood pressure in a good way. Mm. There's something that happens physically and mentally, even just writing down That's your good. goals. If, if, if be specific, pen and paper, write it down. There was um, a sixth grade boy and his name was Stevie. And he was in school and the teacher said, I have an assignment for you and I want you to write down what you want to be when you grow up. And he had just was watching on TV um, this guy that was making people laugh. And he's like, that's, that's what I want to do. I want to grow up to be a comedian. So he wrote his paper out and he turned it in. And the teacher calls him to the front of the classroom. And he's like, you know, she probably wants to just say, you know, this is yeah, how great my, my, um, you know, my assignment was. And I wrote this thing out. And when he got, he got up to the front, the teacher says to him, um, do you know anybody on TV? He's like, no. Does your, does anybody, you know, know anybody personally that's on TV? And he's like, no, I don't. And she said, then why would you think that that's something you could do? She said, I want you to go and I want you to rewrite this paper and make it realistic. Hmm. So he went home and he said to his dad, he said, dad, I'm, you know, 
I have to rewrite this paper. And the teacher said, I messed up. And the dad took his paper and he read it. <clears throat> and he told his son, he said, listen, he said, rewrite the paper for the teacher. But I want you to take this one that you first wrote. And I want you to put it on the mirror in the bathroom. And every morning before school, I want you to read it. And every night before you go to bed, I want you to read it. And every night, little Stevie did this. And he did it for years. And he grew up to be Steve Harvey. It doesn't matter what people tell you mm. when it comes to your goals. It doesn't matter how everybody around you wants to tell you how it's unrealistic, how it's never going to be met. You just can't do it. You have to just rely on the Spirit of God that's in you to say, you know what? Here's my goal. I'm going to be specific with it. And now I'm going to speak this goal into existence. That, and that story took a twist. I thought you were going to say it was little Stevie Wonder. He grew up to be little oh, Stevie no. Wonder. <laughs> and the teacher was right. Yeah. <laughs> no. He was never funny. He was great. No, awesome. Hey, I remember when um, it was my 16th birthday, and I went to school that day, and I was born, I was born on leap year. Yep. So I was, you know, February 29th only comes once every four years. So uh, when I turned 16, I actually had a birthday that year. I was turning four. Mm. And um, so my mom, unbeknownst to me, calls the local news station and says, you know, if, if you want to do a human interest story for leap year, my daughter, you know, at school and everything. Well, the news media did show up. And it was my first class, and I walk into the classroom, and all of a sudden, these lights, I mean, just blinded me. And this, um, this person all of a sudden comes up next to me. They have a microphone in their hand, and they just said, so what is it like to be born on February 29th on leap year? And they put the mic in front of me, and I, I froze my brain could not catch up to everything that was going on. And I literally, I stood there frozen. I looked straight into the camera and I go, scary. That's all I said. And she looked at me and was like, okay. And then went on talking. I got so much flack about that. My uncle calls me immediately when I got home and he goes, scary. That's all you could say when they watched it on the news. I thought of that so many different times throughout my throughout I my life. I swear I saw that. I, 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 know it's, I don't know if it's suggested because, you know, it happened well, to you. Well, back then it was, you know, you yeah. only had the news to yeah, watch at that I time of day. I swear I saw that. And it was I probably saw, that on. That cute girl's going to be my wife one day now. <laughs> but I look back at that so many different times um, when we're, uh, you know, when there was times that I remember the first time of um, they asked us to be on TBN mm -hmm. or to host TBN and with a camera in my face and lights on and a microphone on. And the devil would always just try and come and put that little thing in me of just going, isn't this just too scary for you? And I had to literally just change my way of thinking and just going, you know what? It doesn't matter what happened in the past. Mm. This is part of my destiny. This is part of my purpose. And even what we're doing right now with the camera and the lights and the microphone, <clears throat> you know, the enemy tries and he's going to try with you to stop you. Whatever it is that happens to be a purpose, a destiny that happens to be a goal that you have set in your life, the enemy is always going to come and bring something that is going to discourage you or something that's going to tell you, oh, that's not, no, no, no. 
know, that's not your goal. You need to cross that off your list and you need to, don't be so specific because remember the time that this happened and it's never going to happen for you, but you've got to press through those things. Amen. All right. So ask yourself these four questions. What do I want to be? What do I want to do? What do I want to have? And why do I want to do it? I, I, and I'll be honest with you, honey, I, I feel you need to ask the why before all the other questions. Yeah. Why am I endeavoring to do this? And not to beat a dead horse, but this whole Pastor Pounds the Pounds thing was for me to get answer the why. And the why was, I had several components to the why. The first and biggest component was I want to run the race that God has set before me. And I feel like I cannot physically do what he's asked me to do, not currently, but for the future, what's about to happen um, uh, at, at with my physical health, the way that it is. So I've got to take charge of this and I've got to, I've been empowered by God to do something about it. So I had to answer the why. So every day, if I have a challenge or a temptation or whatever, I answer the why. I am going to do this because I'm going to run with God. I want to be there for you. I want to be there for my children. And I especially want to be there for my grandchildren. You know, I want to live a long life. I want to live a long enough life where I can see them get married. That would be a wonderful thing, you know, and have their own children be a great grandfather one day and you'd be a great grandmother. That's that's a good goal to have. So answer the why and then why do I want to do it? And then let me go back the opposite way. What do I want to have? What do I want to do? And what do I want to become, to be? You can't just know the what. You got to know the why because the why becomes your motivation, especially when you get down. If you don't know why, you probably, when you're down, going to give up. And it gets too tough and you just want to go ahead and do what you always have done. And then therefore you get the same results. When Eliezer heard Abraham's goal, he started asking, what if? Okay, what if? If you listen to the what ifs of your goal, you'll fail because of worry and fear. What if this happens? What if that happens? What if I step out and I look like an idiot? What if I don't have enough money? Uh, what if I'm not good enough? All What if I get rejected? All these different what ifs are really nothing but fear. You got to get to a place where I know why I'm doing this. So when the what ifs come through, I go, I don't care. Uh, God will somehow meet the need. You don't need to focus on the how. Not for now, anyways, because once you figure out the why, God will show you how. I believe that with all my heart. There was a time, people I remember this, it wasn't that long ago, it was less than a decade ago, and we had in Milwaukee what was called the Sikh Temple shooting, and people died. And a man went in there and shot the, the, the Sikh Temple up, which is literally right down the street from us here on Layton. And, um, and I don't know why, but the Spirit of God put in my spirit, do something about it. Mm -hmm. Bring healing to these people. But Lord, they're not. They're not Christians. Don't have to be. They're people. I love them. I want you to show, I want you to show them that I care, that I that I love them. And so I decided I was going to put together um, um, a, a night to uh, to honor them and to bless them and to let them know that the community is behind them, especially our church. And we were going to have speakers and we're going to have politicians and all this stuff. And um, I didn't know. And we're going to pull it off in about five days. Right. And I got, man, all of a sudden I got Danny Gokey on, I got Vicki Yoe coming, I had Steve Muncy coming, I had uh, politicians, I had aldermen, I had uh, congressmen, um, I had um, another pastor friend of mine come. I, I don't think I spoke that night, I just kind of, I facilitated it. I spoke a little bit. 
And and we had it was a beautiful night of and these Sikh people came in and they were so thankful for us and so grateful and it was an amazing event. And what blew my mind was all four major networks showed up. Satellite trucks, the, the whole deal, place packed out, and we did it in five days. In other words, I didn't know how we were going to do it, right. but I knew why we were going to do it. And when you know why, it's like a battle, battling ram. It just knocks down every obstacle. Our why was we wanted to love them. We wanted to show, show them, them. That um, it, it that it, they weren't that alone. They weren't hated. That they, right. you know, that um, that they didn't have to fear, you know, other people. And and it was a, a wonderful, beautiful night. They wrote me a beautiful letter. Um, the elders of the church, whatever they call them. And um, and just thanking us, I'm so grateful for us. And um, they were positive about a future with a building well, relationship. We had one together. of their one of their leaders that that we talked to that it was her first time walking into a building since the shooting. And, um, and they were nervous. They were. They, they were looking were around. They were. You could. It just happened. But they sensed the love. They sensed the protection. They. They sensed the. We had our um, security. The, we had cops. We had. It was. Yeah. Locked but down. They sensed the reason of yeah. why we were doing this, and it really broke down mm-hmm. a lot of that fear in their lives. And that that was. You know that was a was precious a moment. It was a beautiful experience, and I don't. I don't talk about that hardly ever. Mm-mm. I don't bring it up that we did that, but. I guess because we weren't trying to win any points, but it all came together. That's the beautiful thing about this. So once you know why, the how begins to be answered. God helps. God will help you solve the problems that stand in the way of your goal, especially when he is behind it. Step number three. Here we go. Look for God's promise. Where is this promise found in his word? Find the promises. In the first half of Genesis 24, uh, verse 7, Abraham said, The Lord God of heaven who took me from my father's house and from the land of my family and who spoke to me and swore to me saying, To your descendants I give this land. When you set a goal, don't focus on the problem. Focus on the promises. God gave me this land. God set, set me forth to do this. Find a promise in God's word that will take you to take you to your goal. Um, again, um, for us, it was the biggest the, the biggest miracle we could have got um, being three years old as a church is this building. And most churches couldn't got, couldn't have got this in ten years. And I'm not saying that to brag on me. I'm saying we answered the why. We needed the space. We were spending all this money, and it was going nowhere. And we needed the space. And so, um, and God blew our minds with what He did. But um, but He He was so interesting because um, I said, Lord, I didn't. Where is my Where is your building that I'm looking for in the Bible? Where is it? I knew he wasn't going to give me, you know, 4901 South Howell Avenue. I knew that wasn't going to happen. But what he did was he gave me a scripture out of Mark, Robin. And he said these words to me. He said, he said, um, he said, now, he said, listen to this and this will unfold before you and claim this. And it was go into the city opposite you, Jesus said. And when you go there, you'll find a cult which no one has rode. Bring it to me. And if anyone answers you and says, uh, why are you taking this? Say the master has need of it. And so I said, oh, my gosh, there it is. No, it's not 4901 South Howell Avenue. But he's saying what the Lord needs. I'm getting this building for him is his provision. And the provision was the cult. And what I need is the cult. Go into the opposing place. It may look like you can't do it. And so all this revelation is coming to me. And when you find it, when you find it, he said, bring it to me. In other words, you're going to get it for a steal. You didn't pay any money for it. And they said, wait a second, what are you doing? 
the, the master has used this. This is not about me. This is not about her. This is about what God wants. And I mean, it was so real to me. And so I found the promises of God. Right. And therefore, I claimed it. How about Deuteronomy, which says, you will own vineyards you didn't plant, and you would, uh, you would drink from wells you didn't dig, or you will have houses full of good things. In other words, it already existed. This building already existed. I didn't have to build it. All I had to do was possess it by faith. And so... Man, we set out and God blessed. This this is what Abraham does when Eliezer, his servant, starts to worry about accomplishing the goals he was given. In the scripture, <clears throat> excuse me, Abraham tells Eliezer about the promise that he received from God. Genesis 24, 7. He, the Bible says, God will send an angel before you, and you shall take a wife for my son there. God has said in his word, I'll go with you no matter where you go. Even if you make your bed in hell, I'll be with you. So he's given a promise. Don't worry about what others might think. Don't worry about the rejection. Set the goal. Don't worry about how it's going to get done. That's my partly my job. But just know where you're going and why you're going, going in that direction. And I will provide. I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. God is always with you, whether you feel it or not. You just need to plug into the power. Plug into faith. And one of the things that God spoke to me this year, um, honey, is this. He said, this year is going to be a year about relationship and union with him. And it's a year about trusting him wholly. Can you trust God when you can't trace him? Mm -hmm. Can you trust God even though it seems like all odds are against you? You have to say, yes, yes, I can. And that's your faith and operation and your faith will move mountains and faith pleases God. All right, let me make this statement to you. I'm trying to rush because I don't want to go too long with this segment, but the size of your God, I wrote this down, the size of your God determines the size of your goal. That's amazing. Isn't that good? Mm -hmm. The size of your God determines the size of your goal. And godly goal setting always starts with the promise of God. Don't look at your limitations. Look at the promises of God. What does God say in his word? Ask yourself, what promise can I claim? There are seven, did you know this? You probably did. There are 7,000 promises in God's word that you can claim. They actually say it's up to 32,000. I stand corrected. Well, I've always said 7,000. Then when I saw that um, uh, there was another study that said 32,000, I immediately jumped to that now. Well, I like the 32,000 There are promises. thousands <laughs> of promises that you can claim in God's word. And I like the statement, name it and claim it. Once you got it, name it. Claim it. Someone said, blab it and grab it. I don't know about that one, but you can name it, be specific about it. Now claim it is yours. Believe you receive, believe you receive, and you shall have is what Jesus said. All right, step number four, ask God to help you out. Why not? You have not because you ask not. Right. Genesis 24, 12 says, then he said, oh, Lord God of my master Abraham, please give me success this day. And show kindness to my master, Abraham. He's asking God for help and for guidance. Once you've found your promise in God's word, pray and ask God for success. Some might say, well, is it really okay for us to pray for success? Well, what's the alternative? Failure? Not having what you, that you feel what God has told you you can have? I mean, of course it is okay. Pray for The Bible says, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, and do what he asks you to do, the Bible says that your way will be prosperous and you have good success. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, the Bible goes on to say that he'll make you prosperous. So it's God's will and his way for, for us to not only prosper, but to be successful. When your success helps people, 
and honors God, praying for success does not become a selfish act. It's a means to good testimony. In fact, Hebrews 4.16 says this, Let us therefore come boldly unto God, to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace in time for help in time of need. Why is that important? Because God's saying, come to me and I'll give you the grace to fulfill what you need fulfilled so you can be successful. God wants to give you the tools. He wants to give you the relationships. He wants to give you the divine connections. He wants you to be in the proper church. He wants you to have the the, uh, money, uh, the income. He wants you to be set up for success. He wants to be part of it. Amen. You know, sometimes when we set goals and, you know, sometimes we get in that place where we're, we're setting goals that we can accomplish on our own. And those things are okay. Yep. Um, those are good goals to have. But if you want God goals, those are the goals that you know you can't do this unless God intervenes and 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 you give it to Him for Amen. Him to help you. And that's what He loves to do. I mean, He is just sitting back waiting for you to stop doing these tiny little goals that only you get the glory for right he wants to get the glory he wants to get the honor of things that you are able to accomplish and those are the goals that you're going to sit back and say all right god this goal is way too big for me to do on my own and that's when god goes now we're talking big god goals it's those kind of things that you know you can't do unless you go to him Okay, if you study Genesis uh, 24 further, you find that Eleazar prayed during his entire mission. In verse 12, he prays before he starts. In verse 15, he prays after he arrives, which was in Nahor. Uh, And in verse 52, he prays in front of Rebecca's family. This guy's a praying man. Mm -hmm. This guy knows how to get a hold of God. So my question to you is this. Are you praying about your goals? Are you really? Not Hail Marys, not a hopeful prayer, not a prayer once in a while, but are you really interceding on behalf of your goals? Are you praying about your future? Are you praying about your dreams? Or are you just kind of sitting back and letting life go by and hoping for the best and or you know, just believing that at some point something's going to break through for you? Are you really physically praying? And that's where you have to go back to what we talked about at the beginning. 42%, you know, just by writing down your goals is yeah. going to get accomplished. Because how do you know what to pray for? You know, it's like those days that you have where it's just like, you know, um, I want this goal and I'm praying, I'm going to get my scripture verse. But then the next day, it's out of sight, out of mind. And you don't think about it. And pretty well, soon a month goes by and two I think those goals go are by. so important because, you know, we talk about praying in the spirit. I think you need to be specific first in your native tongue, your language, speak it. And then once you've said it, start to pray in the spirit. Right. And being specific and knowing what those goals are, having them in front of you. You're praying in the morning. You're praying as you're driving. But you couple um, them, with, I think, with the Holy Spirit by praying in the Spirit. But you got to yeah, be specific yeah, first. Definitely. All right. So your prayers reveal a couple things. Okay? You might not like this. But first, they reveal how serious you are about your goals. Are you that? Because if you're serious, you're, you're going before God about them. They are on your mind. They're in your heart. But then secondly, your prayers reveal how much you are depending on God to reach your goals. You realize it's so big. I can't do this on my own. There's no way I can do this. I need help. I need your help. And man, he, one thing about God, he loves to help his people. So determine your present position. Decide what you want. Find a promise from God to hold on to, claim it, 
and then ask God for help. I can see our time is running out, honey. We may have to pick this up next week. Matter of fact, let's go ahead. We'll pick up the rest of these points next Definitely. week. We will get all nine points in. This is going to help you and bless you. You like and you share this. Get this out to people because people are distracted right now. There's a lot of distraction out there, and we want you to be honed in, focused, and have a great year of success. So December, come December, you're like, look what the Lord has done. Amen? That's right. Amen. I pray for the people as on our way out here. Well, I just want to pray for you because, you know, as, as we talked about, and everybody knows, and I think it's just become memes everywhere of how, you know, terrible the last two years have been with, mm. you know, around the world with the pandemic. And, you know, we get in that mentality of just survival and not thriving. And I want to just pray for you right now that God would just refresh your spirit. That, Lord, you refresh their yes, minds, Lord. their way of Glory thinking. Get them excited again, Father God. Mm. Not just thinking just level goals or, you know, just uh, a way of thinking at this certain level down here. But, God, we're going to go higher this year. We're going to get excited again because, Lord, you are a big God. You are an expansive God. And, Lord, our dreams and our goals need to expand yes. along with you. So, Father, I pray over your people right now that let's, let a spark of joy. Uh, that spark of excitement just begin to ignite on the inside of them yes, to get excited that when they take themselves and they mesh it in with you, God, you, the great big God that you are, then we will see in this year goals accomplished and life changed in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. We love you from the bottom of our hearts. We pray for you. We think about you all the time. And, and most people that watch are probably from our church. Eh, maybe not. I should probably talk to Nick at some point about that. But I, I don't know about how many uh, viewers or who's really watching, but I know that a lot of people are. Um, we love you. We think about you. We pray for you. And we're believing God for big things and success. That's why we, we want to lay out these these uh, abilities to set goals because our they're, they're actually steps um, so that you can achieve them. Amen. Until next time, remember this word is going to get in you and stay in you and it's going to change your life. We'll see you next time. Yeah.